I wanted to, I wanted to start off. I should have recorded it, but I didn't. Uh, with the game that Finley and I were just playing as I was driving her to Walmart's house. Uh, <laughs> we're driving, and uh, <laughs> every every so often on the road, Finley would be like, "There's a fart." And we'd have to, we both were like, oh my gosh, it's so stinky. And it's just funny. Anyhow, she started because she actually farted in the driveway. And uh, she said, you're going to have to back over that. And then there were a bunch of farts the entire way to my walls. So you're welcome for that. Um, <laughs> anyhow, I just got kicked out of it. And uh, it was a lot of fun. So uh, last night I was working on um, my story, the... Uh, end of technology, and, uh, you know, I had a, it was interesting because, you know, I'm not, uh, I've never really been a writer, like, I don't really, I don't have a process or anything like that, I don't really know any of this stuff, but, um, last night I was having, doing real good coming up with, like, high level, like, oh, then this will happen, and then this will happen, and I, just, like, from a, from a very high level perspective, like I, I cranked out what I think are going to be the first ten chapters. Um, they're not fully written; like they're they're mostly just like at this point synopsis of each chapter. But they are um, they are basically done. Uh, well, I meant the I mean, the plan. Like that, not done. Sorry, that's the wrong, totally the wrong word in this case. Um, the basic actions that happen uh, are in there. I also think I have a really good idea of what's going to happen over the long term. Um, like I, I kind of fleshed out a few key plot points for the overall story. Um, you know, I have, I have detailed plot points for the first couple of first. You know, like I said, probably about ten chapters or so, um, and then. And then I've got um, the higher level ones, I think, for not the rest of the book. There's still, I still kind of have some ambiguity about how it's going to end. Um, I may know the basic gist of how it's going to end, but I don't want to, you know, reveal really anything in case anybody's interested in reading it. Um, but I think from my previous talks, I think you probably have a decent idea of of that, if you want to go back and listen to any of that, uh, but yeah, so, it's good, I had, it was, I was very much in a flow last night, where I was just kind of going, and coming up with this, coming up with that, and started writing stuff through, and went back and reread the first chapter that I wrote forever ago, and I actually really like it, um, I think I want to change it up some, but I actually really like overall concept. I need to add more to it, for sure, but I think, I think I really like it. Um, you know, the first, the first chapter is a, um, it's a, well, it's a couple things. It's, it shows immediately what be capable of with the, you know, with this technology, like what's going to be totally, you know, it's going to show what's capable of, you know, the world and uh, the way that it works, 
at the end at this point. Really, really, it's weird. <laughs> at this point in the story, it's only a dream. Um, this guy has a dream about what it is and wakes up and doesn't you know, think a whole lot of it. But, you know, I think in part it's this dream that he has that enables a lot of the a lot of the progression of the technology so um, the guy who's having it is ultimately going to be the one that puts it all together uh, you know the to do this there's several well many many technologies really coming into play here but um, I think this is the guy who's going to finally like he you know he's not an expert in all of them like he's he's a, I wouldn't even say an expert he's he hacks on one of them and I think he, and he's going to be the one that ends up bringing it all together um, just as kind of like the joiner like he and I, like I said I won't at this point especially because plot points are going to change and ideas are going to change but you know he, he's going to be the one who brings it all together and, and makes this future happen ultimately um no that's not really a spoiler either um but you know what it is is it's there's a couple things here is one is there's you know there's inevitability of it where you know just with almost all technology that's possible right it's it's inevitable at some point it's not a matter of will it get done it's a matter of when it will get done and if you know if uh, you know society is ready for it at the time really so so that's why that's why I think this is an important story to tell overall because this is something that we see time and time again with technology is it's, it's introduced you know everybody jumps on it somehow it becomes vilified and then it becomes the norm uh and you know i think that's i think it's pretty true with most most of these so yeah that's kind of part of the story i want to tell is just the inevitability of technology and the inevitability of that and in some way you know it's you know you know let me go back. in some ways it's uh not really beneficial to <clears throat> try and prevent it. Well, all the best you could do is help guide it in the direction that is beneficial. And you know, like I said, I think that's my big message of this. But you know, like I said, this this story opens up the gates to uh, a bigger set of stories that I want to tell um, because you know, my initial thought, and I think I've already talked about this I think my initial thought was to you know create a story that is what technology, or what the world will look like when technology is done, like whenever there's nothing left for humans to do or want, you know everybody is fully satisfied at all times you know no, nobody dies like that. I mean, 
sci-fi, fantasy, like, science fiction stuff. But what I'm doing is I'm, I'm putting together the framework for um, being able to tell people's stories, really. And, and that's my goal now, right? So I originally was putting together, hey, this would be neat to be like, what's the world look like? <clears throat> In which, you know, nobody ever dies and everybody's, uh, you know, hungry or not hungry. Everybody's full all the time and they can live anywhere they want and, you know, whatever. So I started that and then, like, the more I thought about it, the more I was like, oh my gosh, this is like, when there's nothing left, like, what, what, you know, what are people going to do? Like, so, you know, I've got a lot of ideas around this, but this first book is the how did this all happen, how did this kind of start and bring people into the, uh, the fray, right? So I'm, st I'm setting it up now. Um, and I think, you know, I've got the idea that, you know, there's lots of different characters in here. They all have the, you know, they all have their own motivations, their own fears, their own whatever. <clears throat> but my point is, you know, to look at these people and ultimately say, well, what these uh, stereotypes, what these archetypes of people, what do they look like when there is, you know, when technology's at its end, right, whenever we've done everything, like, you know, part of it is, is to kind of examine, you know, these types of people and what makes them tick and how they behave, you know, with this, and so, you know, there's, there's that, plus there's a lot of, like, social, like, like, current real social things that involving technology that I want to touch on. Um, I have a feeling after I get this one, the first one written, um, I'll probably start on privacy <clears throat> because privacy is going to be is pretty heavy today. Um, and I feel like in a world where you know, there's, you know, there, uh, in a world where technology is at its end, I feel like you've now got, um, no privacy. You know, I don't know if I'm trying to, I, I guess I'm trying to decide on that. Like, do you have perfect privacy or do you have no privacy? I think if there was, if literally you're saying you can do anything you want, you have all the computational power in the universe, right? There's no such thing as privacy. You know, the only, you know, everything happens out in the wild. The only thing that maybe, no, I, I, mean, I would say the only thing maybe you'd have privacy on is like like what we used to have, you know, whenever you bring somebody in a closed door and whisper secrets to them or something like that, and just that knowledge, but then, you know, part of, part of this is, you know, you can do anything, right, so you can, you know, spend days or hours at a time reading somebody else's mind, you know, I and mean, you can get in there and just start looking around and things like that, and I think that's part of the point is, is, you know, what will the 
what it looks like when there is no privacy. Um, which is, you know, potentially a very real thing, you know. Um, you know, photographers for you know, a long time have been warning about quantum computing, quantum computing and how quantum computing is going to make it. There's a disabled vehicle ahead. Thanks, Google. Now quantum computing is going to make all current encryption not work, basically. So, uh, you know, there's a very possible outcome of where we don't have, like, nobody has privacy. And, I, and you know, I think, I think, I'm kind of an optimist on this, I think that if there isn't privacy for anyone, you know, then it's just going to be a matter, I mean, it doesn't really matter, you know, you'll have people, I mean, you still have to have people be like, you know, what's, uh, what's going on in that person's, uh, world, let me dig into them, and I think that's part of, part of my point with that one is that, you know, even if you don't have privacy, you know, good luck, I mean, you're not gonna, like, there's how many people in the world today, like, good luck on trying to parse out any useful information from any, everyone, like, so, yeah, anyhow, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm playing around with this, thinking through this idea, these ideas, and, uh, you know, I, I'd like to get this first one done, um, with the plan in place to have others, and kind of hint towards those others, uh, early on, and at the, you know, towards the end, and things like that, and, you know, the other ones, you know, I'm not sure what order, but, you know, I think a lot of them are fairly obvious, at least to me, stories to tell whenever, you know, humans can literally do anything they want, you know, <clears throat> what does, you know, some high-level topics, like that are privacy, um, Communication is one I want to talk about too. I don't really know the very way to say that, but um, you know the fact that we can now communicate, you know, across the galaxy instantaneously. You know, we've basically not destroyed but defeated the purpose or the issue with speed of light travel and information and things like that. So, you know. There's some, I think, some interesting stuff there as well. Um, you know, what does what does death feel like for people now? There is no such thing as death, so you know, is it you know a thing? Not to mention the other side of that life. You know, I part of my vision of this is that at, whenever there's infinite technology or this infinite uh, possibility that also means you know sex now becomes not for creating people anymore but let I me mean, legitimately like you can if you can create anything you can create a human right so I think what you'll see and this is why you know life is one I want to talk about too is you'll see people are creating, 
know, children for themselves to satisfy biological needs or creating adults as friends or, you know, creating things, you know, creating this person and, and that's a for real person. Like that's a living, breathing, real person. Like I'm not saying you're creating something that resembles a person. I'm saying you've got the, we have the ability in this idea to actually create people without effort, you know, which pop into existence, you know. But that also being said, you know, to tie into the death side, right? We can also kill people without, you know, now. In, the, in, in my imagination, there's, you know, people don't actually die, right? You know, there's technology in place to say, you know, if I die, recreate me, you know? Um, so, you know, it's not like people die, die. Like, if people were to, were to die, can't out of natural means, really, um, they would be recreated, basically. Unless they don't want to. So that's part of my thing, right? So, you know, I believe that there will be people who don't want that. They don't want to be recreated out of fear or for whatever reason, right? So those people, when they die, they will not come back. They see death as a natural thing in life. And not that they don't fear it, but, you know, they don't fundamentally believe that they should prevent it. So there's, you know, there's a whole slew of topics that I want to kind of cover in this. And, you know, I I have an idea that I don't know if I like, but I feel like when writing the other books, like the later ones, I have a feeling that I want to talk about groups of people as opposed to individual people. Um, because I think it'll happen. I think what'll happen is you'll have lots of people, so many people, that there will ultimately be not clones, but people who behave in almost the exact same manner that, you know, could be referred to as a particular group, you know. Um, I want to talk a little bit about, I want to have a book, I think, about, um, you know, basically with stories stemming around physical changes, you know, if you've got the ability to do anything, you could have the ability to be 10 feet tall if you wanted, you could be a, a talking leopard with whatever, you know, and I think, you know, I think that'll exist, definitely, it's just, I don't know if there's much of a story, per se, but <clears throat> these types of things can really become normal in this world, I think, so, it's almost like if you could take second life and turn it into for real life um, where people just did weird whatever stuff right could do whatever they want um, 
almost like that. And to, and to some degree, I almost want to be like, maybe we should just go play some Second Life just to get ideas. <laughs> you know? <clears throat> or some other kind of, you know, virtual world like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, I'm just... I had a good last night I was sitting down and thinking about things and came up with lots of good stuff uh, wrote it all down and played out the first I don't know first bit of the book pretty good and then um, and then I got absorbed into the TikTok which I may give it a second shot or a third shot I guess I you know I've <laughs> I've installed and uninstalled it twice now TikTok and both times I installed it, it was kind of like, oh, this is kind of an interesting thing that I saw from somewhere else that came from TikTok. Let me check out TikTok. I installed it. And then inevitably within, you know, a day or two days, I was like, I am not the appropriate person for this. Like, I'm not, this is not me. <laughs> Uh, I was talking a little with Ashley last night. Like, I appreciate... One thing I definitely appreciate is that TikTok is very, like... It's not spontaneous, even though it feels like it is. Like, TikTok is very... Um, what's the word? It's very... thought out, like all the posts really, at least the ones that I saw, were thought out and planned and scripted and whatever, and I actually really appreciate that, especially for like a social media, social, social media platform, um, so, I mean, I, I like that, I definitely like that, the content definitely was young for me, I guess. Felt like it was a bunch of high school kids, maybe college kids, doing pranks and doing things that I'm just like, oh, whatever, I don't care. But I may give it a third shot because maybe that's just the default algorithm and I should really go in and try to find some people that I know are, in, are into things and try and seek out things that interest me and see if that I guess that side of TikTok is a little bit better. Um, I don't know. I also don't want to, like, get sucked into it, too. You know, this other thing is, like, I, I appreciate that it's kind of thought-out content, but at the same time, I'm also, like, I've got so many other things I'd rather be doing. Like, literally, and Ashley was teasing me about it, literally I spent about an hour last night, maybe even an hour and a half between sitting with Finn watching it and sitting in bed watching it, of just watching TikTok videos. I'm just like... Now now I'm thinking about it as I'm saying it, going, jeez, like, like that was like a whole movie. I could have watched something fun. And not that it wasn't fun, it was interesting, but none of it, I don't, I mean, the most interesting thing I think I may have seen probably was the guy doing 
the lathe, like there was a guy doing woodwork in a lathe, or some glass blowing stuff, like that was kind of cool. But kind of cool, <laughs> like I spent an hour and a half on this thing, I don't know. Anyhow, I don't know. So I may give it another shot just to find things that are interesting to me and see if that makes it a little more interesting to me. We'll see. I don't know. I don't know. It might not. It very well might not. I guess the other side of this is I don't know what I'm looking for out of it. I don't know why I would want to. You know, part of me says it's entertaining. The other part of me is like, you know, it's the hip, cool thing the kids are doing. I should probably be involved in it, just like any other old man does. Um, but I don't know, you know. I don't know. I don't know if I will get another shot. I just don't know what, what I get out of it. I don't really get anything. I mean, maybe I would. I don't know. I don't know. What else? Debating this whole Panera coffee subscription thing. <laughs> uh, talking about with Andy and Jed over the weekend that Andy used to do a, a coffee subscription. I can't remember what, what company it was for, but yeah, Panera has one now apparently where you can pay eight bucks a month and get you know unlimited coffee. I'm like, hmm, that sounds like a good idea. But, I don't know if I drink that much coffee. And I don't know if I want to stop in Panera all that often. You know? I don't know. I can't get, there was a TikTok video <laughs> of somebody, I don't know, I'm assuming it was a, a whitehead, a pimple, where they got it out, like, unbroken, like, it was, like, a little white pearl popped out of their skin, anyhow, I couldn't get that out of my, out of my head, I've been thinking about that as I was talking about Panera just now, anyhow, I clearly don't have anything else to talk about, that's all I got, I should probably go listen to a podcast or something like that, and, uh, if you're listening to this, let you get on your merry way, um, yep, <clears throat> yep, I'm gonna do that. Have a good one. I'll catch you later. <laughs>